You're listening to the Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican podcast. Before we start, am I going to be able to steal one of those? They're there. Oh, Anything bueno, you pues, see on no? here, you okay. can take. No más te pregunto porque Handle lo... Handle it. Este pinche vato, is there any more gin? Oh, this is... Yeah, dude. By the way, glory, glory. Man, unite it. Chau. I'm just putting it right here. Ladies and gentlemen, another beautiful show, another beautiful day of Emo Brown, the saddest Mexican. This show is brought to you by the wonderful people at Lolita's Mexican Food. Cali burritos with guacamole, but it will be extra. Patience is the essence of finest Mexican food. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Farfan, for contributing to this show. We're also brought to you by the wonderful people of the Balboa Avenue Dispensary. My guest today, Jerry, is a big pothead, and he's going to tell us all about how he cultivated marijuana, transported it to the U.S. from Mexico, and now made a fortune out of it. Balboa Avenue Dispensary. Thank you for your support. Also brought to you by Three Punk Ales, the Manhattan and the Elwood. When in Chula Vista, those are your places. Game waited. Jerry. Sass. Welcome to the show, buddy. Dude, thanks for having me, man. Do we have enough time so that I can talk about all that chingadera that I've been doing? I don't think I Empty your clip. We got no. all the time in the world, bro. We got we got a sixer, we got a bottle. Yes, Armo. Handle your scandal. Yes, Armo. I'm here with Del Compita Jerry. Jerry, you know what? No, no. You tell me about yourself. Let, I'll preface this by saying this. Jerry is a professional in the podcast game. Proceed. Hola, buenas tardes. Community of Chula Vista and outside of San Diego County, especially, uh, you know, around the world, to everybody listening. No, que pedo. It's, uh, I'm excited to be here, man. I actually been bugging you. I'm like, hey, when are you going to have me on, bro? Like, you I'll, didn't dude, you don't bug even have me. I was like, you don't even have to. You don't even have to talk, man. I'll just take over. Déjame hacer mi cosa, you know, but... but for those listening, my name is Jerry Jimenez. I am the communications director currently for the local supporter group. Mm. That's my main agenda today. Es lo que les voy a platicar un poquito. What is the local supporter group supporting? What team? Football, man. Let's talk about some mm, soccer. Now you're talking. Yeah. I know. Dude, so you've had, you've had a, a baseball. Uh, you, you, you've had Mr. Tapia recently, actually. Go and check out that pod. Fantastic, by the way. Talking about baseball. A... Uh, Dude, he has a World Series. He has a World Series ring. He went to high school with me. He's a lot. He's a lifelong Chula Vista resident. Ahora vive en Tijuas, bro. It was awesome just to chat with him. Yeah. I've never met anybody that uh, had a World Series ring, and I'm telling you, he will fucking talk your ear off about having this World Series ring. You'll ask him, "Hey, how you doing today?" Oh, bro, I have a World Series ring. Hey, do you want to sell to dude? My World Series ring says Tapia on it. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I mean, um, I've been trying to switch it up, you know, bringing, bringing more of my passions that I enjoy. You know, I'm here from the South Bay, grew up playing baseball, grew up playing soccer. And yeah. our, our, our paths have crossed in the past um, with the San Diego Soccer, going to Craig Elston, mm -hmm. uh, now the Loyal and then the, and the local. Um, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, we have a lot of things in common. Once upon a time, you told me you used to play shows down here at the 
pinche, ¿cómo se llamaba? Just Java. Just on Java. Third it's still there, but they have quinceañeras now. They don't have any shows. Here's the thing about Third Avenue for you people who don't know what Third Avenue is about. Every third shop on Third Avenue is a quinceañera hall, a pinche salón de, de baile or something. I'm not going to hate on them because those guys make so much money. Mm-hmm. So much money. So good for them. If I can open one, I would. But I don't know anything about dancing at a quinceañera, bro. Come on. Me Jerry, neither. it's nice to see you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Like I said, it's a uh, long time coming. Long time uh, fan of Emo Brown podcast. And dude, I'm one of the most Emo Brown people that I've ever met. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I used to, like, like you said, I used to play you know punk rock shows. I'm from... You know, I'm a kid of like Blink-22, Newfound Glory, all the drive through records days. Damn. You're a little bit more like Minor Thread, right? That's your... No, that, like actually, we, we were on um, drive through records. <laughs> ah, <for laughs> yeah, real? Like, yeah, we went in, we, uh, what's it called? We, we auditioned for those guys and played shows up there. So we're, we're more that style of music. Nice. We were that style of music. Three-piece scandal. Damn. That was a long time ago. That was legitimately... 22 years ago you know what we might Charlie, have even, we might have even played a show like opened up for you guys bro we would play at just java on a weekly basis it was like our yeah. extended practice we would practice all week in the house in the garage and then we'd be like hey can we play and they'd be like yeah and then we just play like every weekend at just java just java just java you know what it used to be like that for us too man and it, it stopped one weekend we had this show i don't know if you remember this band they weren't quite punk but um it was still kind of like alternative uh they were called forthright Okay. And they were they've been around San Diego for a long time. They played a bunch of shows at like VFW halls. And we had a show at just Java and last minute just Java was like, Sasuke, we we have something else that we're doing. So your show is canceled. We had like hundreds of people that were gonna come out to the show. And they canceled the show? And they canceled it. So we ended up moving it to a, a VFW hall over there off of uh Paseo uh, did everybody that was there to watch you guys play go to the show to the well, venue? we had no way of telling everybody i mean we didn't this wasn't a time when like social media was a big thing we couldn't just promote and be like hey, everybody Kyle over here we didn't have social media in my day no back in my days <laughs> the, inter- say- <laughs> the internet was just starting did you send mass t- uh, text via pagers we used, to, uh, <laughs> yeah. we used to we used to sell cds that's how old we are bro cassettes and well no 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 we were like like plaza bonita area there's a vfw over there. all right okay and we had to move it over there like we made a whole bunch of calls and there was you know a bunch of old drunk dudes that were like ah kyle over here just do the show over here so we ended up going over there we packed the place it was a little tiny place but since then we kind of had like a sour taste in what was mouth. the name of your band so uh, that specific band uh was <laughs> called the uh was called the haven the haven i was in a band uh I think back in your days it was called uh, APO or Always Pick Last. We were nerdy. Right? Uh-huh. We were in the emo, you know, stuff. But Always Pick Last, <laughs> and then I did uh, another band called Small Time Hero. All right, nice. And they all. So you were definitely were... in the scene. You played shows. You played Soma. You played everywhere down here. Soma, Soma the scene. Uh huh. The, the scene. scene was an epicenter. epicenter was another Huevo in La Mira Mesa. Yeah. So what got you into soccer? Were you always playing soccer while you were playing music too? You know, I think both music and soccer come from the same place, and that's my dad. Okay. Yeah, um, my dad is very artistic, and so he he basically would teach. He he knew only three chords on the pinche guitar, but we learned it, and he like the three chords made like twenty different songs. You know what I'm talking about? (laughs) It was like it was pretty much all oldies. All it was all just the three damn chords. So he showed us that, and then I out learned him, and I kept kept playing. And um, so he showed me that, and then he also shared his love for Chivas de Guadalajara. Okay. Growing up. Chivero el vato. Ah, huevo. So last week we talked to Tapia about 
the road one takes to get involved with the Major League Baseball organization. Now we're going to talk to you. How does one get involved with the local soccer scene as it relates to the loyal now that we have an actual professional soccer team here in San Diego and the San Diego Soccers? What exactly did you do for the Soccers? You know, that's that's a crazy story for me because I still think back and I'm like, I, hey, how the heck did I get so involved in I think it's because I just have a passion for it, man. And honestly, I, I was outspoken about it. I, I brought it up to people and somebody liked it and talked about it. I was like, dude, you're my people. Let's talk about it. And uh, I met Craig Elston uh-huh. uh, because he's a, a supporter of the Los Angeles Football Club, which is a major league soccer team. LAFC. In LA. Uh, and, you know, they started out and I was involved with them because going now back to the Chivas Guadalajara connection, I was also a Chivas USA fan. Rest in peace. Um, that didn't last long, that experiment, huh? No, no, not at all. You know, it, it's they just they had the wrong idea, man. You well, can't, you can't do what Guadalajara's doing. Yeah. You can't do that in the U.S. For you soccer nerds, Chivas USA was a team located here in the USA owned by the Guadalajara Chivas owner. And he tried to bring over the same model that was down there, which is strictly Mexican players. No foreign players, all Mexican players. That didn't translate too well over here. They no. were quickly ousted. <laughs> it was it was pretty pretty bad, and it was pretty fast that you know they got kind of canceled. So that's I was part of their supporter group. They actually came down. Uh, I forget that they played against Cholos, uh, Tijuana at Torero Stadium. And that's why I, I tell people it's like full circle for me because my first game with the Chivas USA supporters was at Torero Stadium in San Diego and it was Chivas USA versus Cholos which by the way Cholos fucking killed killed Chivas USA and so for me I was just like man these guys are passionate they love it there's nothing like this in San Diego I'm, I'll make the drive to LA you know it is what it is and I have family in Los Angeles and so we would drive up there for games I ended up getting season tickets joined what is uh, known as the Black Army 1850 the supporter group over there I learned what does the 1850 stand for 1850 is a year that uh, California actually became recognized as a state okay. of the United States and also 1850 is a year that uh, Los Angeles Los Angeles was also recognized as a city of the state so it was kind of incorporated in 1850 Uh so they they just kept that name and they were very much punk rock too they were all black they didn't wear the colors of the team and i was like ah aquí estoy. you know for me Home. it was like oh dude this feels this feels neat this this is like damn this is pretty fucking cool and you know from there on i helped grow that chivas usa as we all know is no longer but within days of L, of uh chivas usa being announced as dead lafc was announced as you know on the way so as a group, Black Army was like, hey, we're going to keep this going. We're going to keep this train going into LAFC and just kind of jump on that wagon, if you can call it a wagon or whatever. And so I became a part of that, became a part of what is now the 3252, which is a supporters group in, in LA. What is 3252 stand for? So 3252 is the amount of spaces that are in the north end of Bank of California Stadium, okay, which is an exposition park in Los Angeles. And... They was a These name. are clever supporter group names, man. <laughs> I know. What's up with all these numbers? Blink-182 and 1850. I feel like we need a number in our name. We're going to talk about So how long were you up there at part of their supporter group? With 3252, I was there from the beginning. We, it took us maybe about three years to like really get it going. I mean, so they it announced became... it. There was supposed to be a team, by the way, in 2017. And they didn't start playing until 2018. Yeah. So that was, yeah, three years. Three years. 
going up and down and just kind of growing the community over there, man. That's so you found the about. niche in growing supporter groups. Andale. That's See? it. Yep. That's it. That's pretty awesome, dude. I mean, because you know that there's sports fans and then there's like football fans. And and, and I feel totally like football right? fans, you know, football, um, soccer, for all of you that need that translation. Football, but, but, uh, fo football fans, I feel like we're a different breed. You mm -hmm. know, like, bitch, my favorite fucking team is Manchester United, you know? And everyone was like, why? Why Manchester United? La, la, whoop -de -whoop. And I'm like, you know why? Because Eric Canton is a fucking god. Because Eric Canton got shit talk one time and he jumped into the, he jumped, karate kicked somebody in the stands. And at that point, I was like, oh, that's my squad, bro. That is my squad. I didn't know anything about Evil Empire, the Yankees across the pond. I didn't know nothing about that. I just knew that Eric Cantona was on that squad, and I was going to follow that team. And as soon as I started following Manchester United from that point on, I slowly realized that we were legends, bro. We were just smash on every team that came our way. And then it, it transcended uh, into the David Beckham era. And then it just kept growing to Wayne Rooney. And then I remember telling people, yo, this 17-year-old Ronaldo is going to be a magician with the ball. Everyone's like, you don't know. I was like, bro, pay attention. He's going to be a god. And then he is what he is now. And then it's just, it's been like that forever. My kids are our fans of the game. We get up, we watch the matches in the morning. Here at the brewery, I open up at six in the morning when needed to watch Manchester United matches. I went two years ago with my best friends to watch a Liverpool lose badly against Manchester United at Old Trafford at the, you know, the theater of dreams. Two to one. The only one that Liverpool scored was an autogol. Bye bye. But I have been a passionate fucking fan for Manchester United more than the Padres. I bleed Padre Brown, but I'm a, my Manchester United fandom, bro. It, it, I feel like I'll fight you, you know, I'll, and I, I can say that because we went to the game and goddamn, everybody just seems like an edge, bro. Everybody was just like, you had people on the, the police officers on horses. And if you were filming them, put your fucking phone away, put your fucking phone away. And like they pulled their little batons out and waving it around. I was like, oh shit, guess we better put our phones away. It was a crazy atmosphere. And that just, it sealed the deal for me. Like, I was always a fan, but at that point, I was like, yep, this is my squad. This is it. You know, I'm not from Manchester. I don't know what the fuck they're saying half of the time when they're talking to me, but I know it's something positive. <laughs> you know, it's funny that you say that because I'm also a Manchester United supporter. Oh, I, I don't know I if like you knew it. that. I knew I like you, Gary. <laughs> so, yeah, man. No, I, I, I get it. And it's about... It's about something totally different from any other sport. Like mm -hmm. I, I like baseball too. You mm -hmm. know, I like it. I like other sports, but there's something about football, man, that is just there's a passion there that is unlike any other sport. The supporters, the way that they get together and, and support their squad. Yeah. You can't for generations. It's something that you pass on from generation to generation. And it's something that just like you are given to your boys, I have two boys, man. They wear their they wear their Manchester United jerseys you know, all the time. And it's, it's something that I've taken my son Diego to, to LAFC games and he's singing, you know, LAFC and waving his flag. Well, I want to bring that shit home. I want to bring it here to San Diego. And so, as you said, I kind of found my niche in, in, in growing a supporter group. And that's what I'm doing with the locals, man, to nice. kind of bring it back home. You know, it's for me when I was a part of the LA supporters group, cause I'm not, anymore and i'd had a podcast there you mentioned i was doing podcasts had a podcast for years with with lafc and for me it was like that was all there was near me that was yep. as close i had to drive two and a half pinche hours you know and and yeah that my family's in la as well i don't but know you didn't visit them you were watching lafc i was watching LAFC. <laughs> i was like passing them in santa ana and Be just like, kept hey, going <laughs> you know check you later so 
Well, that's a great question. That voice you hear in the background is a fellow Patreoner, Tom Phillips. You may have recognized him from Pelamar High School fame. He's been known to instigate fights and break them up. The ponytail Pelamar. The ponytail. Tom Phillips is a Patreon guy. I'm telling you, if you you participate and join Patreon, you too could be a guest and just hang out in the background of the Emo Brown show. He's not on mic because I don't have an extra mic. I ain't going to lie to you. Go ahead, Jerry. <laughs> no, you know, it's... What was the question? Why not Cholos? Oh, yeah, that's right. So Cholos was not around, man. They were okay. they were lower division. Yeah. So I'm not going to say they weren't around, actually. I take that back because there's going to be some Cholo fans that will be like, Can't wait! No, no, they, no, they've been around, but they weren't first division. And actually... My Mexican team has always been Chivas Guadalajara. From I mean, I literally popped out on my mom. I tell people I popped out on my mom wearing a Chivas jersey. So for me, I mean, yes, my mom actually, my mother was born in Mexicali. Nice. Okay. So Cachanilla. She, she's a Cachanilla, and so she supports Cholos, but even she's a Chiva because that's how she grew up. Well, well I mean, unless my, you're from one of the towns from which Liga MX team is currently from. Yeah. You're one of three fans, bro. You're going to be Cruz Azul, you're going to be Chivas, or you're going to be fucking America, bro. Well, here's the thing, though, is that what I found, like, my dad's family is all from Zacatecas, uh-huh. which technically that's Necaxa, but they, Nobody, they're all yeah. Chivas. Yeah, it's weird. All those Chivas. Yeah. So it's, I think it's just the generation that you're born in. And, like, dude, anybody that we, and we have a couple of family members, I don't know, they just wanted to be rebels and they're like oh you're a wild america yep sorry man you're yeah. no longer part of this if you're, family if you're, in my like, eyes serious in my eyes it's like once you say you're an america fan and i'm looking at uh, at, at filling in the rest of the bubbles i'm just gonna really fill in the motherfucking raiders the lakers los doyers like for me if you're an americanista <laughs> bro th- those are your teams and i can and my all my cousins fall into that trap I said, motherfucker, you're from National City. I'm a Dodger fan, bro. Ah, okay, you like America. You probably like the Cowboys or the Raiders, you know? It, yeah. It's status quo, par for the course. Me, Simon. I was a Chivas fan. As soon as the Cholos opened up, that's I said, that's here. You know, I got family that's in Tijuana, so it's like, that's my team. You know, yeah. I've, I've sat in many games at uh, El Caliente where I've been, and I've only done it once where I, I go to and I hang out in the Masacre. And that's what I was going to bring up to you. Oh, crazy Being that, part, though. Yeah, dude. So the Masacre, for those who don't know, at uh, Estadio Caliente for the Cholos matches, the Masacre is a supporter group. And those guys are savages, Dude, man. what does Massacre translate to? The Massacre. <laughs> All right? And the whole match. <laughs> the whole man. Massacre. <laughs> the whole match, these guys, this support group, women, men, children, ancianos, they're all on their feet, banging drums, pumping their fists. It's, they're getting ready for battle. They got their songs. They got their hymns. They don't they, stop. They don't stop, bro. For me, I was not there to watch the Shola match at that match at that time. You know, because when you're in the massacre in that group, you're 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 in the massacre. Your your job, your duty is to keep the party going in the whole stadium. You never shut the fuck up. You just keep the party going. You're like whoop de wooing it up, like yeah, 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 yeah. They'll call you out. You know, if you know, yeah. Like if you're in that section, you got to be on your feet and you got to be pumping non-stop yeah so if you're ever going to sit in a supporters group down there you got to know that that's what it means if i'm going to go to a loyal game and i'm going to be at a supporter group section for the locals you being both of you guys being heavily involved with that group what am i going to expect because covid is is <laughs> it's not over i mean the virus is still is running amok more so now than it was probably three months ago yeah. but the football season is coming back 
So July 7th, we're going to play uh, Los Monarcas, Real, right? Real City. July 11th. July 11th. So July 7th is MLS starting up okay, okay, in okay. Florida. And then on the 11th, I actually have my schedule because I don't want to mess you. this up. Out of you. Out of you. On the 11th, we play Real Monarchs, the returning champs for yes. USL. So that, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, man. Because one, I love football. Two, this is my squad now because it's San Diego. Three, I miss sports in general, bro. Just for real, <laughs> I mean, right? I've been having withdrawals, bro. Serio. <laughs> I've been watching freaking Korean baseball. Now I'm happy that uh, three, what, three weeks ago, <laughs> three weeks ago we had the, uh, the, 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 the Premier League came back, you know? So it's like, this is, this, is, this is happening right on par, bro. I'm ready. I'm ready for it. So what uh-huh. can we expect? Sell me on, on, the, on the loyal. I'm an I'm an avid soccer fan. I'm from San Diego. I'm unaware. Let's assume I'm unaware of what's going on with San Diego soccer professionally. Sell me on the loyals and why I should join the locals. So for numbers in section one nineteen. Yeah. So I mean, it's you know it's one of those things where I think uh, we we're all trying to figure out still what it's gonna look like, man. To be honest, it, it sucks because I I can tell you right now that San Diego has a fantastic soccer like, community. And you know that already. But to be a part of the culture that we're building, um, right now is going to be really weird. It's going to be really different because we can't be in the stands. As supporters, the, the literal definition of a supporter is somebody that basically <laughs> gives up a lot, of their, uh, a lot of their experience in the game to give experience to the rest of the stadium. So we're standing up the entire game, 90 minutes plus, waving our flags, singing, chanting, losing our voices, you know, popping flares that we have to, banging drums, just making noise and supporting being our team. hooligans. We're being the 12th man, <laughs> literally being the 12th man, you know? And so we can't do that right now. So it's really, really tough to say what it's going to look like. But I can tell you that we have plans for when this whole pinche COVID-19 goes away and we can go back in the stands and do our thing. You can go back and look at footage and look at videos and pictures of our first game, our only game that Which we had awesome. at home. You were there. Yeah, I, I didn't go. I was oh, something. you no, were there? We had an event here at the brewery. Ah, yeah, well, yeah, we had an event at the brewery. Right. Something happened. I thought you I were there, man. Yeah. Um. I'm going to go. Hey, you were there I'm in going, spirit. You I, were there I, in spirit. I'm buying the season tickets once we're back up and running. You were there but spirit. it was crazy because here at Three Punk Gales, we are a, a supporters group hangout spot, you know? Yeah, like, man. For the San Diego Soccers, for the, the fucking the Loyal. You guys were actually down here. You, you for sponsor the, away the locals. Game. Yeah. You guys sponsor I'm the a locals. sponsor of yeah. the locals. We, yeah. we support you guys that come down here and watch the matches. I, I know in the picture I posted, I know Tom's there front and center, you know? So it's like, we don't we don't fake the funk down here. I, no. As one of the owners here at the brewery, I love football, bro. And and I'll do everything I can to support local football. Yeah. You know, um, I grew up in in football playing with the Bonita Rebels and the Bonita High School. You know, see I have champions, Um <laughs> But yeah, man, I mean, I want <laughs> nothing more than for this squad to excel, yeah. to grow in the community and to because you said San Diego's the shit, man, as it relates to ratings and football. For yeah. ratings and soccer, we're through the roof. But anytime there's any sort of national uh, televised match, San Diego's always in the top three as it relates to ratings. Yeah. You know, and it's just only a matter of time before we get our own stadium built and then we get an actual MLS team. Um, educate me. Loyal is a USL team, USL yes. championship. If they win, 
does that automatically throw their hat name into the hat of teams to be expanded? Does that just or does just that just raise awareness on like, oh, you know what? They have a, a legit squad, a, a legit team down in San Diego. If I'm the MLS ownership, am I looking at San Diego at that point and be like, you know what? They're doing good things with their USL squad. Maybe we should extend them an olive branch of offering them an expansion team or a franchise. Well, Steve, that's a great question. No, sabes que San Diego is one of the destinations that MLS has been looking at for years, man. Mm -hmm. Because like you just said, our ratings are through the roof. I mean, we watch the sport here more than uh, the majority of cities in the United States. I mean, we have the most uh, views in the World Cup and all of that stuff because we're so, so, so diverse. And so... Yes, absolutely. They look at us, but here's the thing. USL is its own identity. And there's a partnership between USL, which is technically second division, and MLS, which is first division. And we went for a first division team for a while, right? San Diego was going to be a MLS team, but it was kind of passed on through Soccer City, where it had to be voted on. There was a land grab. Sucks at voting, bro. We suck because the, the we one were thing terrible. San Diego County. Yeah, because they segregate it. it, it yeah, they just kinda, the demographic of San Diego. They break it up and they say only San Diego proper can vote for anything that's going to go on for San Diego. Yeah. And that excludes pretty much all the soccer fans, all the South Bay. All of a sudden, you're gone. All of the North County. All of a sudden, you're gone. Yep. East County gone, and it's just like a small pocket of San Diego proper that gets to vote. And they had the opportunity to do that for the Chargers too, you know. And we, were, mm -hmm. you know, we all probably hate the Chargers now. But once upon a time, we all fucking loved the Chargers. And then as soon as Spanos and the city shit the bed and they had to leave, it's like it's just become a reoccurring uh, uh, event, an occurrence where it's we have an opportunity to turn the the former Qualcomm site into a stadium. And I feel like that's what killed Landon Donovan's dream of having his MLS team down here in San Diego. Yeah, but I mean, he stuck around though. So that's are we gonna have that back? Will Landon? Will Landon jump ship? Well, let's talk about that. I think that I don't think that he'll jump ship. I think that he realized that the best way to bring a first division team to San Diego was gonna be to do it the sh the long way, which mm -hmm. is play the long game right through the USL. There's a lot of teams that have gone through USL that eventually prove to their city we deserve an MLS stadium. And how do you prove to your city? And I'm going to assume it's one, winning. Ooh, a huevo. Two, consistently drawing fans. Yes. Three, raising awareness in all the county, all the cities within the county of San Diego. Yep. You know? And then there's a supporter group, a supporter which is group. what you guys are excelling at. But then there's also the city seeing that there's such an interest for the team that they're willing to also invest in in the land that's needed to build a stadium because MLS requires certain things from the teams, right? And so there has to be an investment group that has enough millions of billions of dollars to be able to invest into this um, to withstand an MLS team. But also there has to be a buy-in from the community, which is honestly why we're here to say, hey, if you like the sport, come out to a game and let's show what San Diego can do because it was evident that San Diego was we're ready for a team but there wasn't that support and when it was brought to the city with the whole soccer city thing it was the wrong people like you said there was you know it was just it was it was segregated to certain sections where really the the majority of soccer supporters couldn't even vote on it and champion let's be real San Diego has long been uh typecast as a as a city that lacks 
loyal fans. You know, we're like, we're, like, we're like known we're, as the bandwagon city. Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, we're we're a, a transplant city, bro. I mean, we're yeah, we're military a military we're a military yeah. town. So there's a lot of transplants that come from the East Coast, the Midwest. Ultimately, leaving uh, Qualcomm Stadium with more Steeler fans than Charger fans. Jeez. You know, more fucking <laughs> Patriot fans and Charger fans. Yeah, more Dodger fans than Potter fans. But not anymore. Not anymore for the Potters, at least, because there's not going to be anybody in the stands. But I mean, but see, way it's like we've always been typecast of that. Oh, fucking San Diego. That's L.A. South. That's uh, New England Ooh, West. That hurts. Oh, you know, like, and we've always been like that. And 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 that. Yeah. I mean, that bothers me because I know my family. We've always. I was brought up to be a Potter fan, a Charger fan. I was taking the games. I take my boys to games now. They have their freaking jerseys. They don't know what it's like to have an ugly. Uh, sand jersey or an ugly camouflage jersey. All these motherfuckers know my little seven and six year old. All they know is brown and yellow, bro. They said, that's all they know is pottery brown. So good for them. But it, yeah, but it's like we've lived through this like fandom here in San Diego of not winning anything and just always being like poked fun at. Fuck. Yeah, it's like we're a tradition of suffering. There's Title Fuck. Town and then there's us. Like we have zero titles if you don't count the soccer's, which you fucking should count you the soccer's. Yeah. I mean, the soccer's are one of the most winningest clubs in all of franchise or no sports franchise history. Allow me to remind you that Eastlake at one point won the Little League World Series. Tell me, did you go to Eastlake? I did not. I went to Montgomery High. Oh, nice. However, go ahead. Eastlake was where I wanted to go. Ah, that's where all wave. the cool kids went. Shit, I wanted to go to Beverly Hills High because of nine hundred two one zero, but that doesn't <laughs> fucking mean I went up there, bro. <laughs> Shit. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you went to Montgomery. <laughs> Handle it. You went no, to Montgomery. I love I, lo- I love Montgomery, man. Honestly, and shout out to Karen Jenny doing her thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Eastlake. Sorry. East- for, for for those of us in the Sweetwater District, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Go ahead, anyways. elaborate. I uh, do. I know. I want, I, I was kind of hoping that Chicle was going to be here so I could talk to him about it. But Chicle is I'll ask the him once about a weeker. He's the one. My once a week guy. He's he probably be here on Friday. I know. Oh, sorry, Tom. Oh, he's a teacher. What Jerry's touching on is the current, the current dramas. The the current. It seems like the Sweetwater, uh, the Sweetwater School District has been enthralled in dramas, whether fiscal, whether you know, sexual or criminal. These guys have done. I look. I look forward to my children having to go to the Sweetwater High School District. It'll be well. It'll be awesome. <laughs> so that's why my kids are going to school in Tijuana. Shit, your kids go. To, you're gonna send your kids to Tijuana? Actually, my four year old is going taking school in TJ right now. Where, so where do you, Where do you live? I live in Spring Valley. Okay, to, yeah, I found a place that I could afford in Spring uh-huh. Valley. So, but I grew up in San Isidro, man. I actually came here when I was 11, like you said, from from Valle Imperial, and then grew up in, uh, you know, basically all of San Isidro. Where do you Chula What Vista, you know about Villanueva? Palm Avenue. Oh, do the Villanueva apartments? Yeah. Did you live That's there? That's where all the cool kids hung out. Did you live there? No, no, no. I lived on Blackshaw. On Blackshaw? Across the street from, you guys. Well, across, I should say across the tracks for the trolley tracks. Yeah, on the other, on the side next to the park. I have some memories from those trolley tracks, man. Um, I got jumped there once. See, I was too little. It's beautiful. My abuelita lived in Villanueva. My, like I had a lot of family that lived in Villanueva, so my parents worked. So yeah. I would get dropped off. My sister and I would get dropped off in Villanueva, and all my cousins would get dropped off in Villanueva while their parents worked yeah, and their grandma. Dude, like dude, that's south of the 905. That's yeah. south of Del Sol. There's nothing more south than um, fucking San Isidro. Um, uh, I, I got married in Monte Carmelo, man. Dude, Monte Carmelo. Ah, I've, been, I've been to a couple of funeral 
uh, services. My first hot, my first hot Cheetos were at the Seven Eleven down the street. Damn, right there. Monte Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, and, and it's funny, <laughs> and it's funny because everybody's like always like, oh, there's a lot of people from Bonita. There's a lot of people from Chula Vista. There's a lot of people yep. from Mies Lake. But a lot of the origins for everybody who jumped around and eventually ended up not in San Isidro originated in San Isidro, man. Whether oh yeah. It's, yeah, like that's whether it's Villanueva, where it's. I feel like I feel like San Isidro and Barrio Logan mm-hmm. are the epicenters. Of where Mexican families kind of started from. Because my oh, yeah. as soon as my parent, my mom rather, because my mom's from Guadalajara, then they were in Tijuas, then they were in Barrio Logan, then they were in San Isidro. Like, like an enclave kind of? Like I, I guess we, yeah, I guess like that's the barrio you choose because that's where our people are. You know, that's where the culture is. So, so you just, you just feel like it's home away from home and then you made it your home. I'm assuming because I was a fucking little kid, you know, so I was in San Isidro. Then we were in Paradise Hills. Then uh, we went to Benita and then we're in Benita and then I, now I'm on the West side of Chula Vista. Yeah. And all of that is tradition. It's, it's fucking soccer. It's baseball. It's, it's just Mexican people South. I don't even want to say Mexican people because it's more, it's, it's South Bay people. Like as a whole, we're supporters of shit. You know, it's like we just want to attach our our passion and love for something. We just want to hold it and and grab it and be like, this is ours. Yeah, this is man. ours. And, and and it's an excuse to get together and have a little celebrate, little cervezas, have some barbacoa, have a fucking. No, you. I, I think the the thing is that I think for at least the Chicano community, I feel like if we fall in love with something. We fall in love, yeah, bro. And I mean, like, we dive in, like, that's bro, we're, 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 we're Mexicans, we're Mexican Americans, we're Chicanos. We love hard. We, yes, we hate hard. Yep, everything we do is hard. You yep. know, because nothing comes yeah, easy. Do. Everything we gotta do, we gotta work twice as hard for everything, bro. You know. And I think that's why I fell in love with this whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's so easy to fall in love with it and be a part of it and create it within it as an artist, as a musician, as you know, just growing up in in the mexican american community here in south bay specifically like you just it's it's hard to say no man you're in and you're like fuck you know what it is too man i feel like at least for me growing up it was just like i said like i wanted to be a part of something i wanted to be something that i wouldn't want i wouldn't be viewed as the outsider looking in because i grew up playing in bands you know and i was always like the mexican kid playing in a punk rock band you know and then we got a little bit of like a little bit of like notoriety and we started playing more and it was like oh yeah that's that punk rock band they're from chula vista the the mexican kids yeah you know it's like and i always just wanted to be a part of something and um i feel like that is just a trait that we have because we and it sounds weird, and we always talk about it, but I always feel like we are on the outside looking in. I always quote the Selena shits like we're 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 too Mexican for the whites, and we're too whites for the Mexicans. Like we're always like we're board we're border kids, you know. So if we you put us on the other side of the border, we we stick out like a green hat with an orange bill. If you put us on this side with like Americans, it's like now nah, you're Mexican. Like well, you're you're different. You have an accent. Da, da, da. And it's weird, but I feel like these supporter groups, like supporting a team, supporting things like that, that's what kind of like it erases those boundaries. It erases those 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 preconceived notions of, oh, where are you from? Or where this, where that. Motherfucker, I'm from Chula Vista and I'm a Manchester United fan. Nobody fucking questions that. That's that's my team. Yep. That that's who I love. That's who I go support. That's who I go fly fucking sixteen hours across the world for to go watch a match and hang out and drink pints in 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 London and in Manchester just to go watch a team. Yeah. Nobody questions that. Like when we were over there and when and it was three of us and we flew over there and we wore a Manchester United shit as soon as we got there and people 
And now, fuck Chicharrito. We don't fucking support Chicharrito out there. And then as soon as we got there, it's like, where are you boys from? And we we, we were scared to say the U.S. So the whole time we traveled, we, we would say, oh, we're from Tijuana. We're from Tijuana. And they would buy us drinks. Everybody would buy us drinks. And say, yeah, but we live in San Diego now. Oh, fuck your president. Fuck fucking Donald Trump. And yeah, like that was oh, the first. Yeah, no. bro. So we, we legitimately... <laughs> We legitimately had like a plan. So they feel like us. We yeah, bro. We legitimately had a plan when we got to Dublin. We flew into Dublin, and 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 there we, we were like, bro, we got to think. We got to we got to put our finger on the pulse of the current climate politically, yeah. the way we're viewed in America as Americans. You know, no one's gonna say, oh, these guys are Mexican Americans. That shit doesn't exist. Yeah, but, but in no. the U.S., UK, like Manchester, Liverpool, those areas, those are very very liberal, progressive parts of England. They don't. They're not Tory. They they they're a lot like and us. We're Mexican. We don't know that shit. And then yeah, you're in a pub. In a pub, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about yeah, that, no bro. Everybody's pounding pines, drinking whiskey. So we had the plan. We we're like, you know what we are? <laughs> oh shit, no, no. <laughs> so yeah, our plan was like, pub, you know no what? No one cares about what yeah, country you're from. No, the, the pub was like, and we support? got this question multiple times, Phillips. Who do you like support? we got this question. It's like, where are you boys from? So we prep. We're like. We're we're from San Diego. Yeah, we're like we're from San Diego. Where's that? It's a border town between Mexico and, and the U.S. We're we're a su- uh, South Southern California city. And they're like, oh, you guys are Mexican. We're like, yeah. Oh, okay, let me buy you a fucking let me buy you a drink. We got so many drinks because we prefaced our introduction. I mean, we don't have to fucking lie. You look at us like, oh, these guys are me- they're Mexicans. We're not your blue eyed, blonde haired dudes that are going to Dublin to hang out and and, and fucking learn the culture. Over you didn't there. you didn't bring your surfboard with you? No, bro. We didn't bring that. <laughs> we, no, dude, it was cold as shit. We're from Imperial <laughs> Beach, bro. <laughs> we we got there. They asked us, where are you guys from? We'd say San Diego. They said, all right, cool. You guys are Mexican? Yeah. Oh, you know what, Mexican brothers? We we stood with you during your the Revolution War. And then we have, yeah, bro. Damn. I'm not going like to lie to you. I'm, yo, yeah, I'm oh, not going to lie to you. I've huh? never felt more at home at an, in another country, in another city, than we were in Dublin. And I still tell wife, he has like, when our boys are grown and raised, and they're on their own, and they're self-sufficient, I challenge us to move uproot and move to fucking Dublin. Buy a little house in the little in like a the, they have like a killer countryside. I love the food. I love I love the weather. I love everything about Dublin, bro. If I if I was not a married man, if I was not a family guy, if I was just you know forty something year old dude with a couple businesses and I could uproot in a second, I'm going to Dublin. Three punk pub in Dublin. <laughs> no, bro. Then the Aye pubs in there way. are amazing. It's a whole. <laughs> it's a it's a different scene in Dublin. It's a different scene over there. The different culture, right? You we we support like the pub culture. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like we support our teams. They support their fucking pubs. They support their little town square. Their little yeah. It's like this is my pub. This is where I eat. You know, and like they always there's always music. There's always people cooking, and and there's always a pint being served. So. Yeah, and nobody fought. We were over there, and um, we we the whole time we were in Dublin, we were there for like three or four nights, and we were tripping out like after the second night, just walking around. It's like two thirty in the morning, three in the morning. We're drunk as shit. We're just walking around like ah, we're fucking in Dublin, ah, Mexicans abroad, and then um, we're Catholics abroad, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we were just out there, and no sirens. We saw no police. We saw. We saw people like getting in little arguments and scraps and then let me pull you fucking point. Let's get a drink. And they squashed everything. It was weird, which leads us to flying into London. 
soon as you fly into London, it's like being in New York. It's like being in LA. Siren, and it, I'm telling you, man, we didn't pay attention to the lack of sirens until we were forced to pay attention to the lack of sirens, the lack of police presence, the lack of just like somebody looking over your shoulder. Everyone covers themselves. Yeah. Everyone was self-sufficient. Everybody was drinking. Everybody knew, that, okay, you're going to drink. Oh, you're, you're going to fucking, you're getting out of hand. No, let's go. Let's get out of here. Like everybody governed themselves and there was no problems. They were very welcoming. We were walking around Dublin at any hour of the day and I felt completely safe. You know, I love that you, you tell that story because I can bring it right back to what we're trying to build here, which is, it's really different, man. It, it's, it's not something that most people are used to. And so you don't automatically buy into the soccer culture within um, the United States. And San Diego doesn't really have a soccer culture. We have a, a, pe a people that actually watch the sport, but we're building something from the ground up. So it's basically like bringing, trying to bring people into something that we're all, that we're building that we're not a hundred percent on yet, and saying, "Hey, help us build this. Help us make this something to to like not only be welcoming, but also to make sure that everybody understands that this is not just." A soccer team that we're supporting this is your community you're supporting this is a culture that we're trying to build and when you're trying to build something from scratch you need all hands on deck and so that's why really man that's why i've been bothering you to get on this pod to be fair is because i want to make sure that people understand that we're building something from scratch right now and i want them to jump on before they they lose track and like hey where has this been You know, and, and I think that the Latino community gets, like like we said, like we understand being addicted to something. We understand getting into something and being able to build it and kind of bring our own like sign to it or, or our own like signature to it. And that's what we're doing here, man. Right now, to be fair, the, the locals is... It's mainly it's mainly white people, bro. And 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 Tom, no offense to you, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's okay. Oh, He's been in the South Bay enough, or he, in cursive. He, he thinks he understands and speaks <laughs> Spanish, pero no sabe. Sell us how huh? how how can we build the soccer community, bro? So Somos puros pinches paisas que les, los encanta el pinche football dog. Like we Dude. love football, we love drinking, we love like supporting something. That's the football culture. Ah, huevo. Ah, huevo. Correct me if I'm wrong. Hold on, hold on. We're going, we're going to listen to a Patreon real well, quick. One of, the, one of the most prideful things I have about being from Chula Vista, from being from the South Bay, is that this is a really inclusive community. There isn't, I don't see, I don't, it's easy for me to say this, I guess, but I don't see a lot of like division by race in Chula Vista, especially, but the South Bay in particular. But we are, we are all, everybody's just Sudanio. We're all Chula Vista and, and the kids I grew up with and the people that I work with and the students that I teach and the parents that I talk to don't see necessarily that color or that divide that's breaking this country apart sometimes. I think that the South Bay has a really positive way to bring all that together in a beautiful way. And I think when we talk about a supporters group, we, we are predominantly North County people that are bringing this together and, and a lot of Weros and, and I get that. But what we need to be is a little bit of everything. And so when I'm talking to Steve, when I'm talking to you, when I'm talking to you, Garcia, about this, it's about bringing this, bringing this more south and bringing more of this inclusivity into the ideas, bringing more of this acceptance that I think we really capitalize in the South Bay. Yeah, well, is that fair? A hundred percent, dude. And you see it with like 
with the cholo supporters like you see the the, cho the cholo gringos that travel from the u.s over because they didn't have a team so they found the team Every over there however that culture over there is a hundred percent tijuana mm -hmm. right if you go to the games it's you're not going to just the game man you're going to the after party bro right? it's a whole day it's a whole it's a whole day wifey wifey has never gone to a cholos match with me and she loves <gasps> football i know bro she loves soccer we 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 love soccer she grew up playing soccer we, we've gone to mexico matches at qualcomm tu sabes, they pon el pelo, like you're in traffic you're just honking you got you got fucking corridos playing in your truck so you're she hanging hasn't, out she hasn't experienced the bro, media or entera bro, nada way nada so look at Let's walk you through an experience going down to watch a match at the Cholo Stadium in Caliente, yeah, bro. It, okay, so look, it. it used to be Fridays. So we, mm -hmm. we I, I, haven't, I haven't gone to a non-Friday match yet. I've gone to like a Wednesday night like Copa Libertadores match uh, when Ronaldo was playing. I went to that match, bro. It was fucking rad. That was a whole day. But just like a regular Friday match, whoop de woo whatever. It starts at six, I believe. It was six or seven. And then we would leave here. We would, we would leave Chula Vista, Drive to the border, park at the border, like at two, you know, like at two o'clock, walk across the border, grab your tacos, start comienza a pistear. We'd go to Caliente, we'd check what the lines are, boom, 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 drop a couple of bets, like, you know, we'd drop a couple of bets at the Caliente, be like, all right, I'll take the Cholos, I'll take this, who else is playing, fa, 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 all right, cool, cool. We get a taxi cab, we go to the Caliente. I'm sorry, we, we would go to the Caliente, the, the stadium, walk across to the Supermercado, El Calimax. We'd get some fucking caguamas, like probably two caguamas each. Walk across to the parking lot, not knowing who we're going to run into, but you're going to run into somebody who's very welcoming and they're having a party in the dirt lot. There's banda, there's food being sold. Ultimately, there's like a dollar tecates just being passed around everywhere. And guess what? By then it's six o'clock and you're fucking on a good one, bro. The game has not even started and you've been partying for four hours. You've eaten, you've drank, you're ready. You're marinated, bro. You're marinated, you've been marinated in the dirt lot under the sun. You got your jersey on, you go in, you, you, you're like, all right, you know what? Let me get some carne seca. Uh, let me get another drink. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna buy a scarf, let me buy this sweater. Boom, boom, boom. You get to your seat. Then you're ready to party, dude. And then you have a churro. <laughs> so here's the here's the thing, man. And then and then all of a sudden you see the the cueritos, you know, passing you by. Huh? There's no dude, better dude, food, dude, than a Mexican baseball game and a Mexican soccer match. Pura tierrita le agrega el sabor. You mm. know what I'm saying? But here's the thing, man. It's 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 not like that here. And we're trying to kind of yet. not yet. Thank you. We're trying to build that here, but and. With all due respect to San Diego Loyo, with all due respect to Torero Stadium and, and, and USD, they're doing the best that they can. This is a Catholic university that we're playing at right now. And maybe not so much right now because of the whole uh -huh, uh -huh. you know COVID, but they we don't have the ability to do tailgating the way that Mexicans know how to do tailgating. The way that like you just explained, we can't we, we can't do the whole four hour thing. We we're we're trying that's a challenge and we're trying to figure out ways to do that. But that's absolutely it, man. Like you get you have to get primed and the moment that you're in that stadium and you've eaten and you've drank and all of a sudden you have a team that you're gonna support and you're gonna die for, it's like how how do you not just fall in love with the experience? And to be a fair, soccer match is an experience, bro. Dude, it's an experience. Exactly. It's church. It's, it's a religion. You get up, you get 100%. dressed, you look in the mirror, you're like, I'm ready. And then you dip out and you go. 
in, like right now in leadership, we're talking about this is a constant conversation we're having, right? Yeah. The whole idea of how do we have that culture and that society at USD, and, and we we kind of laugh and joke about it. I was like, right now we're partying at Grandma's house, and Grandma's That's rules it. and respect for Grandma. It's grandma's we gotta, house. Like, we got to follow some standards and do the best we can. Like we brought pyro and smoke to that first game, but that was a, just a battle to even let that even let those. It was like what sixty seconds of smoke total. Yeah, but to get uh, that even going. shout out to the club that actually they like they like helped that. us, yeah. you know. And it's sometimes you have to work with the club, man. You have to to be punk rock. You sometimes have to like, you know, work with with the cops. It's easier uh, it to sucks. fuck shit up from the inside than it, it is sucks, from the outside, man. But you have to do what you got to do because you know what, the experience is was worth it, and it's man. I'm, dude, I can't wait, Steve, until you can come to a game. So we you can and show me both. you what's up, man. You and me both. Like, I mean. You're going to be like, this is San Diego. This is what I'm going to do. This like, is San Diego. And that's what that's what we want. Yeah, I want to use make, this we platform. We want to make you feel like this This is my town. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, I, aquí estoy. Mm-hmm. You know? That's it. I mean, I, I, I want to use, like, our platform, all of our power in the South Bay, whether it's, like, at our bars, here at the brewery for sure. To and and at the, on the podcast to just blast it out. There's nothing more I would want than for the locals to blow up as a supporter group to help the loyal, you know, get some traction in their inaugural season in this league. To build that traction, build that momentum, keep it going. Ultimately, open eyes, turn heads. Rich white people start investing more money and help us build our own communities, our own know. stadium. Because yep. I mean, I. I it sucks, bro. But until the the loyal get their home stadium, it's it, it's it's not going to be the same. You know, it's not no, going to no. be the same. You can't you can't build a community in somebody else's home. No, you know, you know, no. you 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 you're renting. Yeah. You know, you're not owning. We can build, build a reputation. Yeah, we can build a society of, of like. I mean, my my role here as director of philanthropy is how do we? Okay, so Tom Phillips, you're starting to tell me exactly what you do in your role as a local's hierarchy member. First of all, I want to know who who's involved in the leadership of this uh, local's support group. So like before we go into philanthropy, which is my role that I walked myself into, I want to stop and just point out that some of the people that are in leadership here are some of the most brilliant, artistic, community-minded people. We've got, you know, bankers and accountants and, and, and uh, events coordinators and one of the best artists I've ever met in my life, punk rock paints, Travis Peterson, shout out. Um, and we got, you know, good leadership. We got Steve Brockoff, who was a very open and welcoming guy and a thinker. You know, we got Jerry doing communication and all the experience that Jerry brings in. And so the philosophy of, of, of why I got involved has to do with, uh, with Daryl and, and Steve had a lot to do with how do we give back? And so, you know, yeah, we give experience at the game. We stand and we sing with our back to the to the field and we bang the drums and we, and we have a great time. But what are we doing on non-game days? What are we doing in the weeks coming up and the weeks after and in the off-season? And, and the goal, I think, and kind of like the way the marching orders that we kind of have has to do with how we give back to our community. How do we how do we donate our time and our effort? Yes, sir. And well, part of that's part of it too. Supporting our local breweries is Hello. big. But like, how do we build this positive rapport with the community that makes people want to be involved, that makes them want to partner with us in a, in a way that's meaningful. And then down the road involves going to those games and having that awesome game day experience, which is the ultimate goal of all of this. It's why we have the support of the club because they're counting on our game day experience, but they're also counting on us to be stewards of our community and build that connection. That's 
So you are, what did you say, philanthropist? Philanthropy, yeah. Philanthropy guy. Yeah, director of. And that, that's... Just a nice guy. You're a talker, bro. Yeah. I mean, that ponytail matches the mouth. You just, you just it's long-winded, sure. <laughs> Don't give me too much shit. I shower. Jerry, so what, what, what do you do in the industry here, the, this, this group, this, this leadership group? So, yeah, I'm, I'm the communications director. So, basically, social media and uh, doing stuff like this, you know, cool. trying to promote us and, and tell people how, how we're trying to build something here and we, we need you to be a part of it. Um, what What... Tom does is huge because that's why we do what we do. At the end of the day, you think about a fan, right? Like you, you go to a baseball game and you support the Padres and, and you are there and you are singing the, you know, 17 in stretch and that's it. Uh, but you're not actually building a community. And yeah, there's a Twitter community. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Shout out to the Padres Twitter Padres community. Padres Twitter is otro pedo. Pinches locos, but... Yeah. That I don't get involved in that shit. But for us, it's in person. How can we actually not just support our, our club, which represents our city, by the way, but how can we actually give back to the city? And so we are doing fundraisers. We're doing shirts and stickers and merchandise that none of us, by the way, we are now, we are actually officially, we are a nonprofit organization. It's a supporter group. So we're giving back to the community. All of us are giving our time and none of us are getting paid. This is all to give back. And we're going to be giving back to a bunch of different organizations, by the way. So, like, we're doing a, we have a prize shirt right now that's going to be going to the uh, Athletic Allies organization, um, another nonprofit that supports athletes that are, uh, you know, that are the of the LGBTQ community. And we're also doing a, um, a sticker fundraiser right now, which that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Maybe by the time the podcast is out with a bunch of EPL uh, teams that actually, uh, yeah, they were loyalized by Mr. Travis Peterson um, and our, our art director. And he basically made every single crest of the EPL into a San Diego loyal crest. Very nice. It's beautiful, man. And the packs are going to be out soon. I need to, I need to see that Manchester United one so I can, so I can oh, purchase I got, one, bro. I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I got you. It's in the car right now, hey, waiting so for you. Bro. Um, and these are to, to, how do people know people? Away. It's how do people purchase people this? How do people get involved with the locals? So that's you know that's where it's really important that you you realize that we're everywhere. There's no reason why you shouldn't be able to see it. Mm-hmm. We're at the locals SG, which stands for the local supporter group. The, at the locals SG on Twitter, Instagram, we're everywhere on Facebook. We're everywhere. Um, you don't necessarily have to buy in and be a part, like a, a officially paid member. We have memberships that you pay. It's like 35 bucks, right? Tom? Is that Something per like that. season or is that per a season. one-time? Okay, per season. Per season, and you basically get this pack that you get your money right back with 35 bucks. Hey, man, I got a killer a scarf. Of, yeah, I, I joined. Scarves. I joined the group, the and I got myself a killer scarf. Today, I saw Mr. Phillips, because for me, the locals is, is fucking Phillips, man. Tom is the guy who I see. Like, Jerry... You talk a big game, but you ain't down in the South Bay, homie. Oh. You ain't down in the South Bay, you know? So for me, the locals wow. is Tom. You know, this this ponytail having teacher from Palomar in the hood, breaking up fights with his Hawaiian shirts. No, no, Liverpool fans, Scouser supporting championship quality squad 2020. You know, welcome into Manchester Bar. We handle him. We take care of him here. He extended the olive branch. He's the one who who, who wooed me and like, hey, man. 
become like a, a a pub, a bar, a brewery that supports our 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 organization, our supporters group. Um, what can you do to offer our members some sort of like perk to come down here and watch matches down here, or just shoot the shit? And I said, you know what, five dollar pints anytime. Like Ooh. you, you so you guys like join the supporters group, That's right? And 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 you get a card. I just got my card today. Yeah, you flash that card here at the brewery. You know, Sass, you get you get pints. you get five dollar pints. You know what? I'm gonna have to go look at the Elwood and see what I can do. The other bar that we mm. own, and see if we can get you guys with your cards. If you bring that Two supporters, nail. We'll see what <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what kind of like uh, what kind of happy hour pricing we can get you. But that's what I can do here, like as a business owner, is like one because I fucking I, I like what you I love what you guys are doing. You know, you, you guys are creating something out of absolutely nothing. There was nothing like this here prior. Yeah. You know, there, there's no actual like group that goes out and supports and raises awareness and ra- has fundraisers and does, you know, like there's, there's, and gives back to the community. There's the deep end. N- the soccer's have the deep end. The deep end does an amount of things. Give them a little credit. They do, yeah. I mean, to bring it back to the soccer's, and you were talking about that them too, but they, they, they do. They've been around for a long time, but I don't think that anybody in San Diego has ever done it to the level that we're trying to do it to. So, not just breweries like Three Punk L's, but other organizations that want to be a part of it, like reach out, let us know because we we want to build this community first and foremost. By the way, we're picky. We we went to you guys because we love what you guys are doing, what you represent, the fact that you are you are South Bay. I mean, me I, or the brewery? No, what's the brewery, going on? Dude, right, you you no, Shit, both, bro, both, what's wrong both. with you, man? You both, man. I, I mean, scored a goal once in the uh, San Diego Soccer's uh, match, and I was referred oh, to. Can we talk about that? I was. Hey, hold on. I hey, was referred you know to let's, as let's, the pride of Chula Vista. Let's stop selling Nate Aburea. Yeah, let's stop Beto. selling shit, and let's talk about how you were in in that game, man, at Go the ahead. Soccer's. Yeah, no, no, they they have a. What were, the, display. <laughs> they, 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 they do, yeah. They, it's like a bunch of cele- the celebrity See, time games. It's, it's very loose. The, the celebrity <laughs> term is very loose, super loose. Yeah. yeah. You were the only. You were the only fool on that field that actually knew how to play. It. Yeah, dude. It was well, Darren Smith. He, he could. He, he, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> his his heart his heart was in the right yeah. place. Jordan Caruth so, probably better than than Darren. So Darren <laughs> and Sorry guys. But yeah, man, it, it those those experiences are fun. That that's what I enjoy, man. When they when they called me out and said, "Hey, bro, you want to play?" I was like, "Yeah, I want to play." Hey, hey, hey Tom, you Coach know what they? You, was on that Shannon oh, McMillan yeah. was you there. Know, you know what they do is they feed them. They they give, they give them a bunch of tequila before the game. Oh, let me tell you my pre my pregame. I've done it twice now. You know, I did it twice, oh, and I scored goals. And twice they removed my goal on the second one. No sé por qué, güey. I don't know why, but they I scored. They, they, there was no VAR. The ball was over the line. It hit the net. But the keeper reached out and kicked it out, and they said, no goal. I was like, whatever. It's, it's a charity game. I'm no. not going to argue. But this is my pregame um, warm-up. Wow. A burrito, two shots of tequila, an edible, and then we pound a beer. And then we're ready to play, bro. And then we're ready to play. <laughs> and then we're ready to play. Bro, those things are fun because everybody takes it kind of serious, but then there's some dudes that take it really serious. Shannon McMillan took it serious. Shannon well, she McMillan. Takes everything she, she she was there. She's like, I saw what you did last year. Let's do it again. Let's do it. I was like, I got you. I got you, Shannon McMillan. That's <laughs> yeah. That's a World yeah, Cup. Ca- yeah. And I was like, I got you. Let's do this. I mean, it, it's fun, bro. I, I take it serious because I love football. 
Yeah. I take it serious because I love being competitive. You can ask any one of the homies that we hang out. We, the people I surround myself with, they're all competitive people. Yeah, we want. We all strive to be better than the next, and in, in, in a good way. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it gets a little crazy. Sometimes it gets a little crazy. But all that being said, is is exactly why I want to allocate this energy and this and this competitive nature, and then yeah, this man. just like willing and, and and strive to to do better into a fucking team that has a support group because yeah. I feel like that is where you can release all that energy. You know, like we're older now. Not everybody can be on a squad. Not everybody can play anymore. I'm still going to fucking play. I'm 41, but, yeah, but let's manifest change together. Yeah. Well, for real. Can it, can it, and, and now here comes the sales pitch because that's I'm a ready. perfect segue. Jerry, it's, hit me with the sales pitch. You've never experienced anything like this before because you've never been able to. What we're building is brand new. One, this is not a bandwagon. You jump on right now. You're there from the beginning. Blood two, in, blood out. That's right. And <laughs> number two, it's... Miklo. This is... <laughs> damn, dude. Flashbacks to middle school. Uh, <laughs> it's like, this is, this is something that's brand new to everybody. In San Diego, it's never been done before, number one. And number two, this is going to be huge. And... I would hate for you to say, oh, I heard about that and not have been able to say I was a part of that. I was a part of building that. And the if you can say you're a part of building that, it's going to be better because of you. Because you're bringing your own culture, your own identity, your own mentality to it. If you enjoy the game, if you like football, if you like soccer, if you like to actually watch a sport, this is going to be a little different because you're not going to be watching it. You'll watch it later, but you're going to be a part of an experience. And that's where it gets crazy because you're not just there for 90 minutes. You're there for three plus hours before, three plus hours after. Like you said, it's it's like a thing where it's like an entire day. And not just that, but we're actually able to give back to the community because we have you know, the idea that, the crazy idea that we are here not just for ourselves, to be selfish but we're here to actually build something for san diego not just the south bay but all of san diego all of san diego county and that's huge man i want my kids to be able to walk into this and be like hey mi papi hizo esto my dad built this and that that's is a founding what, member dude that's that's huge man and you can do that from the beginning so that's why we're here we just kind of want to make sure that you guys don't miss out and like i mentioned earlier we need a little bit of variety of colors. You know, we need some Are there really POCs. not a lot of South Bay people involved in the local support group yet? There isn't, but here's the thing. Shout out to a couple of groups that are showing up. El Barrio 619 and Los Chavos de Loyo. Those two groups are, are coming out of uh, kind of right now Instagram, but in person more so. Uh, it's just basically dudes from the South Bay and from around San Diego that are like, hey, we have our own culture. Um, we like what the local is doing, the locals are doing, but we kind of want to bring our own flavor. Can we, can we do this on our own? And for us as the locals, we're not the only ones. We want to welcome everybody. If you, if you are like from a different culture, that's like, Hey, we like the sport, but we don't necessarily, you know, want to join you guys. we kind of want to build our own thing and then join you guys. And on game day, we support the same team. So it doesn't matter. So there's an umbrella that's being built right now. Um, it's going to be fun, man. It's kind of like the 3252. It's a bunch of different groups that are coming together to build 
a community. San Diego, as you know, and you've talked about it on this podcast a lot, we are kind of an eclectic city, right? We're we're very much like all over the place. We're not just a bunch of Mexican American dudes. We're not just a bunch of white dudes. There's a there's a lot of black people. There's a lot of Filipinos. There's a lot of people from the Japanese culture. We're a melting China. pot. We're a melting pot. We're from everywhere. I mean, go to City Heights, man. Every corner has a different language. Little being spoken Saigon, right now. you got yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Down. And they have great we, food in City Heights. <laughs> we want to make sure that anybody and everybody that is listening knows that they're welcome within our groups. And a veces I sound a little, you know, a little bit more gringo than I do be, be uh, brown because I just, this is, I, I'm just, I'm an American Mexican is what I, you know, some people are like, I don't know if I like that very much. But for me, is like, I want to build the American soccer culture to be something that we can all feel comfortable being a part of. Like you mentioned, La Masacre is not the most welcoming. It's fun as shit. But for some people, it's not welcoming. For us, it's a little different. And we're trying to build something that is very much American. Like a family atmosphere? But is welcoming. Exactly. A family atmosphere. And that you you're going to feel welcome. yeah, you're gonna feel comfortable bringing your three boys to. And they're going to be like, dude, this is great, dad. Like, I love this. Like, that's what we want. Or, you know, it's it's... It's a little different, but we don't know what that looks like. We don't know what that looks like until it's actually done. And so we're building something. So that's where it's really fucking cool. We're, we're building something new. We spent, I mean, we rushed. This was a rush job, to be honest. Oh, yeah. We definitely rushed so job. much faster than we anticipated, so much faster than we would have really thought we liked at that point. But we worked our asses off November, December, you know, all the way till March. To have that preseason game. What did they tell us? Tom? They're like, uh, yeah, hey, by the way, um, in November. Yeah. By the way, uh, in November 2019. They're really excited. I should I should specify November 2019. They're like, oh, by the way, we're gonna start playing in 2020. Like, and that was we're like, like, what? What the fuck? Wait, 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 what? Yeah. To them, that was like, oh my god, we have such great news for you that we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna play so great. soon. Yeah, this is great. And we all like had a, like a moment of pause where we made eye contact and went, oh god, we just wow. ramped up everything we were planning to do over a year and a half. How are we're we gonna, gonna do grow it in six this? months? How are we gonna grow this in six months? How are we, we gonna get enough people and get the voice out there and the marketing or whatever? And marketing is a dirty word, but we did it. And we did. We got all this momentum, all this. I mean, that opening game. Yeah. That end, section 119, was fire. It was power. It was so good. Have you seen videos, Steve? Oh, man, it was such a Dude. fucking great experience. And we were like, okay, we're going to do this every other week for the rest of the year. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. And then everything like, like we, I was sitting in your bar on Wednesday for that away game. And before kickoff, the NBA shut down. And we both looked, you and I looked at each other and went, this is the beginning of here it comes. Like everything's going to shut down. Was- and, then, and then my next thought was, all this momentum that we have fought for is yeah. just psh, we're done for just a little bit here and let's see how long this takes and can we pick up where we left off but well, we already got plans for opening day 2.0 we already have you know we, we're set up we're gonna do the same tailgate when we, when we can get back together as a family we're gonna we're gonna roll you know? it's gonna be a little different but for sure like we're gonna have the weeks and the seven up ready for for everybody seven <laughs> up. <laughs> It's where, tough, bro. Where can I join? Remind me again. Remind me what I get. At, this at, is it, bro. I, I need that elevator speech. This is it. This is when people are going to listen. That You want to grow this South Bay community? Give me the 15-second elevator pitch. How much? What do I get? Cool. So you can go to thelocalssg.com. The locals, 
the letter S, the letter G, for supportgroup.com. We are on social media, the locals SG. On Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. Uh, join our groups. And it's basically right now, our actually, our membership for 2020 is closed right now. But there is shirts, there's merch that you can join in on and, and you know, donate. All the proceeds go to a bunch of different groups. So it depends on what you're buying. But uh, we're building something that is is different. Obviously, you guys kind of hear it now. It, it's, it's not going to be the same because of this whole COVID-19. But the moment that it changes, we're ready. It's going to be it's going to be great. Um, and and just watch videos to kind of at least get a little taste. It's different when you're in the stands and you're getting beer thrown on you than when you're actually just watching it on a video. You know what I mean? So get ready for that. Um, that's coming July 11th. We're going to start playing again. ESPN Deportes, by the way. We're playing Real Monarch. It's going to be on ESPN Deportes. On Deportes? Yeah. All right. I'll show it here. There you go. Hey, man. Anytime you guys want to come down and watch the matches here, it goes for everybody out there. We will have the matches here. here. I'm just San Diego here. Soccers, the Loyal, all are welcome. Jerry? Tom Phillips, the locals, I'm a proud member, I'm a proud member, and a proud supporter, and we'll see what we can do to drum up more interest, drum up more support, and vamos pinche loyal, Don, handle yeah. it, thank you guys for coming through, uh, for we'll, us, be, we'll be in touch, to my Patreoners, thank you, Tom Phillips, he's a Patreoner, he's here. You ever want to be just like a, a fly on the wall and, and you want to hang out in, in the podcast? Don't be Tom. Hit, hit me up. We'll put you on here. <laughs> uh, big shout out to our newest members, Oliver Whitney, Compita. He might be my new barber. Who else we got? Julio and Cousin Joe. Thank you guys for being members. A lot of new things coming up in the next couple of weeks. You're going to get a couple of uh, uh, inclusive shirts for the members for the Emo, Emo Brown Social Club. Aside from that, stay tuned for more. Gracias. Feeling fear and anger every day. Stop making people feel so fearful. Give them hope.